there was nothing bright about me. So, and I think that had everything to do with, it had everything to do with the fact that I was carrying baggage. And pain, years of pain. I was carrying deep-rooted pain and issues. And so when I met him and he told me, I would have these moments where I would be triggered by anything. And I would literally, he would, we would be in the car and he would look over and I would be having a full meltdown silently because I wouldn't want to make it a big deal. He would say, Didi, breathe and let it go. He was like, it's me. Mm. You, can, you can do this it's with me. me. I'm on a journey to discover, uncover, and recover love. Now, as a national playwright, I've penned dozens of shows about relationships. As a filmmaker, I've documented the most beautiful committal of lovers at weddings. And as a divorcee, I know firsthand the brevity of marriage and the pain of its loss. I'm the Terrasaur Whitfield, and welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey Podcast. I'm your host, Terrasaur Whitfield. Let me tell you something. There's nothing better than two souls joined together in holy matrimony. And I'm so excited to speak with this next couple. Now, they're newlyweds, y'all. They've been married less than six months. She's a professional background singer. Her credits include uh, singing with Myron Butler, Kurt Franklin, uh, Bishop T.D. Jake's group, uh, Grace, uh, Tori Kelly. I love me some Tori Kelly. I'm daring I need to introduce me to her. She's so dope. Uh, now, Bruce, Now he's a man after my own heart because his professional background includes acting in film and television and musical theater. He's a professional musician. His credits include Bozzy, Rashawn Patterson, Kelly Price, Chrisette Michelle. Welcome to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. My friends, oh boy, the Elliot, <laughs> Darian and Bruce Elliot. Welcome y'all. Oh, we got yeah, I got, oh, I got some applause. That sound all official. All I need is a whistle. You understand me? That's it. You Man, good. how y'all doing? We're good. We're good. Man. Listen, yeah, absolutely good, Darren. <laughs> now, the reason why I have you on here is because when you posted your wedding photo, I saw so much joy, I saw much, so much peace, I saw so much freedom, yeah. and I said I'm gonna have to talk to him, let her get through her her <laughs> newlywed things that y'all doing because I know y'all probably keeping that bedroom things active. Busy. <laughs> amen, somebody. I let the church say amen. <laughs> So I said, I'm going to let y'all go ahead and do what y'all do, but I'm going to definitely have to come talk to you, and um, and I want to meet this brother, Bruce. Oh, man. <laughs> Bruce, what you been doing, man? Uh, You know, taking care of my wife and family and and creating, and, you know, since we got this COVID thing, trying to oh, stay yeah. sane. And <laughs> so know. how does it feel to be married, y'all? I was married before um, for almost 10 years. Um, was in that relationship for a total of about 18. 18 years. 18, almost 19 years. So y'all grew up together. At, well, I, I, well, yeah, because I was 16 when we met. Uh, and then we basically started living together like the day after my graduation because I moved out of my oh, mom's okay. house, got my own place. Um, and then a month and a half into us living together, I was pregnant with my oldest daughter um, had her in 2001, got pregnant again in 2001 with the second um, daughter, had her in 2002. And we just sort of dated. We broke up uh, for about three years, and us getting back together was us getting married. I mean, how, how, 
how transparent are we being? Are we going to keep it? Seen? Okay. So, so, so let, me, let me go and tell you what, what this podcast is about. Our motto is keeping it lit. We're going to live intentionally and transparently. Okay. And so people can't heal unless we, and that's what I used to hate about churches is yes. that people will tell you, yeah, we've been through some things. And then you go through some things, and you like, sure. what, did y'all go through this? Because I don't think, yeah, sure. you go through this. For sure. But no yeah. one is actually telling you what you've been Absolutely. through. Absolutely. And so. You, you, you got the right one. <laughs> talking about lit. Okay. Because. going to keep it 100. Oh, God. Because this is the thing. I knew when the day that we got married, I knew that I was making a mistake. I knew that I was making a mistake because I knew ultimately that I really wasn't ready to be. I didn't want to marry anybody based off of an ultimatum, but I did it because there were so many things going on. We had two kids at this time. We had two kids. And so everybody's thing was, Didi, you know, he's the father of your kids and you don't want your kids to grow up with a step parent. So let's go ahead on and do this. And I just knew that day that it just wasn't it. And especially when the woman that you're dealing with outside of me shows up at the wedding with family, like really ready to be married herself because come to find out she had a wedding day planned for two weeks after when me and him got married. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He was engaged to two women at the same time. I guess so. I never looked at it like that. But when I look back, you know, hindsight is always 2020. More than 2020. Got to be worse than that. (laughs) You know, a woman showed up to my wedding ready to fight me and tell me that this is her husband that I'm marrying. And I went through with it anyway. This was at your wedding. At, at the, the wedding. Was it before the wedding, it during the reception? It was before the wedding. She stayed outside the entire time. And you decided to get married because of what? I feel like I'm married because of maybe like an internal pressure that I had. Um, I am a very mental person. I live in my head a lot. And so I'm having these conversations with myself like, Didi, you've been with this man, you know, five, six years, whatever you don't want to still be with him 10 years down the line. Cause if you don't push him to marry, he's not going to marry. So let like, I don't want to be anybody's girlfriend for 10 years. And you got married at what age? I was 23. And you stayed married going on. How many, almost was it 10 years or it was almost 10 years. Yeah. It was almost 10 years. years. What made you decide to say, you know what? I, I can't take this anymore. I'm done. So I think I started having, there was a shift just in my life uh, at the end of 2011, going into 2012, uh, my pastor preached a message, a series of messages called Live on Purpose. And And who's your pastor? Bishop Jakes. Okay. (laughs) The bishop, I just want you to just throw that name out there real quick. Bishop Bishop T.D. Jakes. Dexter Jakes. Come on, somebody. Um, One of the best out there. Literally one of the best. But he was preaching. He's been killing over this last couple. I don't know what's going on. So this is the thing. I feel like COVID then kind of. Then did something. (laughs) It doesn't he's something. always been dope. But he's but doing something else. Yes, he's kind of hit another stride. <laughs> and I didn't think he'd go any higher than that. Yeah. It's like, I just sit there and I was His like. His revelation and thought process will always have you just. Because, like, he'll preach a message that you've heard, the topic, yeah. all of your life. He'll turn that thing And then to... you're just like, wait, I never even paid attention <laughs> to that. Where did you get that like, from? You feel like you ain't never read the Bible never. before. So he preached this message about living on purpose and, and it resonated so much with me that I think what started happening was God started working on my mind, but he started working from the outside in because I am one of those people that 
Faith is a thing, but I really honestly need to see something working tangibly in order for me to be like, oh, okay, this is what's up. And that weekend, I get a call from a friend of mine saying, hey, I have a session with Kirk Franklin on Saturday, and he wants to know, can you come and sing alto? And I was just like. You hadn't sang with him before? Never. And I was like, what? So then I do that, and it goes from that session. Can you come back on Monday? Can you come back on Thursday? And after a while, that's just what it was. (laughs) And then that summer, I get a call. Hey, let's put together a group. Let's go and do the sing-off. It literally took off from there. I haven't stopped working since 2013. What, what was the name of the group that you went and did the sing out with? Boy, that's some vocals there, boy. Ten. If y'all what? don't know about Ten, <laughs> oh my God, today. The amazing Deonis Cook <sighs> and... Uh, Chelsea West, better known as Peaches, put together this group of 10 singers, Mm, and mm, we went mm. and did an acapella show. Fast forward to about 2016, um, August, I go to a show. I had been singing with Chrisette. Um, I sang background for Chrisette Michelle for about three or four years, and earlier in that year, we did our last show together because Grace was starting. So I was going from singing background with Grace to being in a, a five, you know what I'm saying, member yeah. girl group, and we needed to focus on that. So I quit singing with Chrisette, started singing with Grace, but at the same time was still moonlighting as Tyrese Gibson's background singer. <laughs> and um, August comes, Chrisette comes to Dallas to do a show. She calls me and says, hey, I want you to come to the show. Uh, I go to the show, and he is her MD. Okay, come on. Here and we that's go. how. Here we go, this connection. Here we go. <laughs> so that's how it was. I went to the show. Did But the thing was, I had no clue of who he was. Had never met him a day in my life. Had never even heard his name. But we have mutual friends. So me and the mutual friends went to the show together. He comes down after the show and the friend introduces us. And I was just like, you know, okay. Yeah. He, this little young boy, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, he cool, whatever. Yeah. That's it. We were planning on hanging out after the show to go get something to eat. And I was asking him, hey, are you, you know, you coming to get something to eat? And he was like, well, I got to wrap up everything here, but I'll let, you know what I'm saying, our other friend know. And I kept asking, which is so unlike me, because I don't ask questions of men multiple times. Right? <laughs> oh, she said, I don't ask questions don't. of men multiple but times. But I kept asking him, are you coming to eat? And he was like, okay, cool. So he calls later on, and and our friend goes back and picks him up. And we're sitting at a table that was pretty much just like this. The only open seat was in front of me. He comes and sits down, and he was like, so what you think of the show? Because he's the MD. So mind you, he's coming into a situation where I used to be the BGV on the gig, and he had to hire two new BGVs. So So when y'all sat down at the table after the show, you're married at that time, right? I'm I'm married, yeah. Was there any type of chemistry whatsoever no not in the beginning like when he sat down yeah. and asked how was the show i said oh the band you i think i thought y'all were dope y'all aren't as aggressive playing as what i'm used to but i was like i thought that y'all were dope i said now the background singers you you probably need to get some more because that that wasn't it and he was just like well and my other friend was like i mean you wanted to know her opinion so here we go and we kept talking the rest of the table was talking mm-hmm. and at some point there was a there was, there a, was moment, a moment but it was but it wasn't it 
and it's weird when we when we like tell people this story and you know our friends and stuff like that. It wasn't that we it wasn't a moment that we knew at the time. But when y'all look back at it, when we looked back at it, it was like, yo, do you remember when we did that? And yes. then it was and it was, but that was it was a thing. So basically, what happened was we were talking, and like I said, everybody else was at the table, and we just looked at each other, like literally, looked, and it felt like it felt like you know. It felt like the restaurant was empty Everybody and it was literally just us. And it probably it felt did. like it was like for like five or six minutes, it but it probably it only happened for like 30 seconds, yeah. maybe. But it was it was that. And I think that at that point, that's when I, I really said what I felt, you know what I mean? Just in my spirit, I was just like, our souls knew what was going to happen. But that was, <laughs> but that was, you know what I mean? That was it. And I, but after that, you know, we just, we just really, be, it, I think, that, that was kind of like icebreaker, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? And so we knew that it was like, okay, well, we're going to be connected. We're going to be friends. And that's basically oh, what it was. Neither one of us was thinking right. this Trying is to going to be right. a relationship so because she, he had a girlfriend Yeah, I was time. in a whole you relationship. Had, you had a whole relationship? <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> was married. So, yeah. And kids mm-hmm. running around at the house, so it was just, we that, were just going to be friends. just what so it was. So 2012. Then, that's uh, 2016. That's 2016. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so 2016, this is when that occurred. Yes. Um, when was your divorce? So you go back home. I go back home. Life. And, and, and the thing was, and what I, what I want people to understand is, I did not go back home acting like somebody's wife. Mm-mm. Acting, I never acted like oh, a wife oh, from yeah. the beginning. No, no, you didn't. I did nothing. <laughs> no, I you did. Didn't. I literally did not. <laughs> when I tell so, you, I even know she was married. I said she married. I'll be, I'll be trying to stay out people' business. Yeah, I'll be having the, some questions. The crazy thing was is when we actually met, even like just throughout that night. Yeah, I knew where the relationship was, and I didn't even. He never her. said nothing. I to never me said about anything about it. I don't about even it. think that we talked about me being married no. until a couple of days after he yeah, got back to LA. For sure. And he was just like, "So you're?" <laughs> he was like, "So you're married?" And I said, "I am." And he was just like, "So like, what? What is that?" Yeah. Again, he wasn't. He wasn't asking it like, "Oh, no. I'm trying to see what's up." No. At this point, we've had. Hours upon hours of conversation, yeah. and we're just basically sharing our, you know, our yeah, life yeah. with the other. And I told him, I said, I have been in the, I, I've been planning to leave. I just have not. I kept saying I haven't felt the release mm-hmm. to leave yet. That's interesting when we say we haven't felt the release. Totally had, we just hadn't recognized the yeah. release. Yeah, it because had been some, multiple releases. Yeah, some yeah. people, some people, they they go through that. Some people need that. Then, like she said. For for Didi, it's a thing of where I need to feel something tangible. I yeah. need to because moving 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 in like straight faith or anything like that is not it's a struggle. It's, it's a for struggle me. for her. So oh, it is. So you need you're a logical person. Oh yeah, Very for logical. sure. She and needs somebody I to really, be like yep, leave. That, that would actually be the best way. <laughs> you know but what I mean? To, to, so it took did it take him to tell you to leave? It actually it took him and I getting into an argument and him saying the next morning he left the house and texted me and said, I think that we should go our separate ways. Now this wasn't this wasn't 
what year out was of this? the normal. This though. was okay. December 2016. 2016. And yeah. the thing is, we would get we would get into arguments, and he would always say, at least for like five years before that, he would say, you know what, I don't think this is gonna work. We need to just go our separate ways. And I would always just be like, man, whatever, because. I did not feel confident in the fact that I could take care of my kids by myself. Yeah. I did not, I didn't have Terry and Trinity for me to raise them alone. And I was really trying my best to, I just wanted to know that I could do it by myself. And for some reason I had been fooled into thinking, now mind you, I've always worked, always worked. I've always had a job. I have always been able on paper to take care of my kids by myself. Something we say psychologically to ourselves. But for some reason, I didn't believe that I could do it for real, for real by myself. And there have been so many discussions with me, with my mom, with whoever. And I just, for some reason, it didn't click until December 2016 when he told me that. I started packing my stuff. When he came home, I was gone. The kids were still there. I left. Where'd you go? I went to a friend's house. Went to my friend's house at 2 o'clock in the morning. The kids FaceTimed me crying. Uh, They were like, you know, um, dad told us that you left and you're not coming back. And I told them, I said, when y'all get out of school tomorrow, I'm going to come and pick you up. I said, if you don't want to go to school tomorrow, you don't have to. You can just wait on me. It's cool. Because at this point, Terry and Trinity had been seeing me and their dad fuss and fight all their lives. So when I I went over to the house to get them the next day, when we got to my friend's house that evening, I said, "Um, how would you guys feel about me and your dad not being together anymore? And these little girls going to tell me. We thought we thought y'all was gonna leave a long each time other ago. a long time ago, and I, I hear said, that all "So time. you mean to tell me that I stuck I around, around for and y'all, <laughs> and y'all already said that we should have? Y'all could come and tell me everything else, but couldn't tell me. You know what? I just don't think. But then it isn't their responsibility to recognize what you should have recognized as an adult should have recogn- already known. Yeah. So that was it. There, I want people to be clear on what this is. I never one time when I left had a discussion about going back when I left I knew I was gone oh yeah and so the biggest thing for me was getting the getting over myself to be able to file because I still didn't file for months after that the divorce was final in what 2018 right yeah in 2018 during this whole time y'all are communicating with each other we're communicating we're we're basically building this friendship that had already been building from the day that we met because the second conversation that him and I had the next day after we met I told him about being abused by my dad what made me look at him differently but I still try to make it still just be platonic but what made me look at him differently was when I told him about being abused. And the first thing that he said after that was, can we just, because I said it and then kind of moved on to something else. And he was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can we take a minute and just, can we pray real quick? And I was just like, can we pray? No one has ever said, can we pray? What, what are you doing? So he prayed and I was just like, okay, this is new. I've never. Hold on. Let's talk about that. <laughs> so. When she told you uh, about the abuse that she's been through with her father, this is in the news. It's everywhere. Everybody mm-hmm. knows about it, uh, that that follows her. What did you hear in that moment? What role? Were you just a friend in that mind? Yeah. I'm, or like, did you feel like, did God speak something to you before that moment? 
and say, you know what, this is a person you're gonna be with, but just let just just fall back a little bit and let me no, work straight. That didn't come till later. Literally, what she's talking about is this is the next this is the next the day, next day after, after we met. Oh, so in 2016. Okay. So yeah, we, we, had, we we rewind it back to 2016. Yeah, it had yeah nobody public. knew, you know what I mean? Nobody knew okay. that. Yeah. But yeah, I think at that point, just because it's so funny when you like, oh, you know, can I get to know you? Da, da, da. It, that never happened. <laughs> you just got we literally was just talking, know you know yeah. what I mean? And she was just like, that's when we talked about your marriage. Because uh-huh. I, like, I was like, so you, okay, so you're married. Like, let's let's unpack that. Okay, what, you know what I'm saying? What, like, where is that? Because like I said before, when we met, I felt where I kind of, I knew where the relationship was. Yeah, and so I just wanted to know what, you know, what you're, what you're dealing with. I can't call myself a friend if I don't know, yeah. you know, so... She told we talked about that, and then she tells me about her dad. The crazy thing about it is, is that people who know knew they know the relationship that they had. You know what I'm saying? Before, all, of course, all of this came out or whatever. So we would look at it just to be like, "Wait, what?" And so it was just like, "Okay, it's a lot happening. Let's can we pray?" And I think that. That was just natural, yeah. You know what I mean to me because that's just what I are. do. So I was just like, okay, we need to literally stop and handle this now because it wasn't necessarily a triggering thing at that no, point. It, it, it was literally just a conversation. Yeah. But you just, I think that I think that was just things that you know the Lord was just kind of putting in my spirit to do. I wouldn't say He was just like, you need to. Yeah. It wasn't that. It was literally. I felt okay at this point. Let's just let's pray and just cover it. Let me tell you something. This is so impactful, and I, I believe God gives us markers in life, and mm-hmm. those are markers that we go mm-hmm. back to to find uh, a defining moment in yeah. our relationship. Yeah. And uh, talking offline to Darian, this is a defining moment because of something that happened with her husband. Yeah, unpack that and talk about why we're calling this a defining moment. So, in the beginning of uh, my relationship with my ex-husband, um, I was, and, and when I say beginning, it's, I'm eight months pregnant with our oldest daughter and, and I'm living with old. my, I'm 18 years old. I'm living with my mom and my stepdad and my stepdad and I have always had a volatile relationship. It was just a known thing in my family amongst my friends, whatever. This particular day we had gotten into it and I was sitting in a chair and I'm huge pregnant because at the time I didn't know I was eight months. My doctors were telling me that I was seven months. So, you know, I'm sitting there, I'm huge, feet swollen, whatever. And we get into it and he said something to me and I said, you can kiss my blank. Your ASS. Yes. And he said, now my ex-husband is standding behind me he's with his hands. Right yep, he's my boyfriend at the time. He has his hands on my shoulder. And when I said that, my stepdad responds and says, it ain't no good because your dad has had it. And I lost it. Like, when I say I saw nothing but red, it was like uh, it was like a bull and a matador. Like, I'm out of here. So I'm screaming. I'm throwing stuff. And he was like, you know, you getting out of my house today. And I was just like, I don't care. I don't have to be in your house. So I got my stuff, and I went back to my boyfriend at the time's apartment. I'm trying to get his attention. He's not paying any attention to me. So when I finally do get him to talk to me, I said, what is your problem? And he was just like, man, why you ain't tell him to get off you? Why you ain't tell him to, why you ain't tell him no? And I was like, why didn't I tell him no? And 
at that very moment, I know this was the Lord that I heard tell me, that is not your husband. I didn't trust the Lord enough to be able to hear what he had to say and saying, well, you know what? This is the best route for me because that's my father. I didn't look at God as a father at that time. I looked at him as this all-powerful being that if you don't do what I tell you to do, you're going to have to suffer my wrath. And I just sort of felt like my marriage was the result of me not not trusting. So when people would say, uh, did you ever pray for your marriage? No, never, not one time. Never went to the Lord and asked him anything about my marriage because I felt like I was out of order when I did it. There's no way that he's going he's gonna to come and bless it. And fix there's it. no way that he's, he's like, going God to bless, bless it mess. because I went against, I knew I wasn't supposed to be marrying him anyway. So that's my, that's a deep concept. Because that's it interesting is. because that is that makes all the sense in the world. It's like when you know that you're it's almost like saying, God, I'm finna go sell this dope. Yep. I need you to protect me. Yep. I need you I need to make as much money as possible, Lord. Yep. I need you to bless this. And God be like, I'm not I in didn't that. even And so that's the thing, like and I feel like so many times we put the responsibility of keeping a marriage together on women in the church. And, you know, you don't hardly ever hear, if you don't hardly ever hear about a situation where two people are apart and people are telling that man, you need to, you know what I'm saying? You need to pray for your wife and yeah. you need to go and get your wife. It's always since, since we, since it's become public knowledge that I got divorced before me and him got married, it was a thing of, well, Didi, you know, you need to, you need to pray about reconciliation. Why is it on me to pray about the reconciliation? Like when I say I can't stand with church, it just gets, that, that is so annoying. It, to it me. doesn't make sense though. We got to make it make sense though. Uh, it is because we're not talking about people's real lives, yeah, you're not bro. Living in the marriage, you don't you're know what not. that person is going through. You don't you know no what idea. you have no clue. And this is the thing. And you got to trust their their spiritual maturity to know that Please. they're the ones that chose to get married to this person. They also reserve the right to get a divorce. That's, I tell people all the time. Bruce does not come from dysfunction at all. How he's able to recognize dysfunction that's, is because his lens has always been different. That's what I was about to say. And that's interesting. So that wasn't intimidating to you. You, you, you get with a woman that has what, what, what's considered, and I hate using this word yeah. because I don't never call baggage baggage, but by public opinion, it's called baggage. Mm -hmm. She had this ex-husband that, I don't even know if he even cheated on her, if you can call it that. He just had an open relationship with other women. Yeah. And so he just had a lifestyle. He just messed with other women. Uh, she comes with a package because she has these two amazing daughters. Mm -hmm. And and she has this story, this history of, of this sexual abuse from her father. Mm -hmm. And now this is what you're taking on as a wife. And you come from a non-dysfunctional background. Mm -hmm. What was going on in your mind during that time? How did you process all this? The only way that I can answer that is God told me that this was my wife. That's it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think and and it's just with church folk and just all that kind of stuff, people say that all the time. It's just like, oh my God, you know what I'm saying? That doesn't happen and da da da. No, it happened. Like he literally he told me that, you know what I mean, this is my wife. I remember what I was doing, where I was at, what was going on, and then I think it was like two weeks uh -huh. later. Uh -huh. He he confirmed it with me, and then he confirmed it with her. Really? Yeah. And said, and so I think at that point, I'm just to, I'm just a person. Like I said, I'm a creative, and and I I really 
love God. It's not a thing of where, you know, I'm just, I got to be displaying and show yeah. whatever. It's I really love him and I really trust him. And I just feel like I'm the opposite of where she was before. It's literally just like, OK, well, he said it. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> I don't know how it's going to get done. But I think that's our problem is we try to figure out we 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 try to figure out the how. I think when with us as men, when we deal with uh, a woman or we're trying to get to know a woman or we're trying to date a woman or whatever the case may be, it's literally in that in that space, especially if she has kids, we kind of push the kids to the side and it's just like, oh, okay, just cool. Well, woman. I'm going to deal, you know, I'm going to yeah. deal with the woman. I know she got kids, but, I'm gonna go and, and, and that's woman. not how, that's not how you deal. You know what I mean? You, no. <laughs> you don't, when you get a car, you buy a car, you don't just get the car. You know what I mean? You, you got the maintenance, it. you got the note, you got the maintenance that got to come got with it. Insurance. You know what I'm saying? You got insurance. There's so much stuff that you have to, and that's the thing that we don't call that baggage. So at the end of the Ooh, day, you teach right this now. Is, you, can't just, you, can't just, you can't just walk away from that right there. <laughs> Darren, did you hear this? Did, did he just always. preach a whole word just, right there? Always. No, I'm talking about, did, you just, did he just preach a whole word he right there? He preached a whole word. He compared this to a car, uh -huh. and he had to break it down in a physical sense for people because Come on. there are people like me who need to see it Come on. broken down physically. We don't call that baggage. We, we say, okay, we got baggage. this gap insurance. We got we this insurance. We got this. You're going to say, you got that car. You got all that baggage with you. Nope. Like, oh, you got this new car. It's so mm -hmm. beautiful. Take me for a ride. In that's it. And <laughs> like, no, those are her kids. No, yep. they're our they're kids our because kids. that's they're my responsibility. Have you and been married before? No. Have you ever been engaged before? I've been engaged. What made the engagement not go through? Um, that was that was her. She there there were she was very influenced. Um, kind of at the time, and I mean, we were young. I think I I was twenty two. Oh yeah, and um. But I mean, for me, I was just like, okay, cool. Like, I'm ready. I've been waiting for my wife since I was 12. So, so, you so, know. so, so okay. So you're a musician. So let me let me break this down. You're mm -hmm. a musician. Now, musicians, y'all can mm -hmm. have y'all mm -hmm. pick of the litter. Y'all can mm -hmm. have all the women that you want. Yeah. But you were a man that wanted to be married. Mm -hmm. Where did that come from? I'm, I'm lucky because I still have a great grandmother that is, you know, alive. But my great grandparents were married for like. 70 years okay, my, that's what you know is. my grandparents are married for like 50 60 uh -huh. years my my aunt and uncle they're they've been married for 35 33 years or something like that and my parents have been married for almost 40 so, so it's, you've seen it so that's what, yeah so your the, whole life yeah and i never was that person that is abnormal it you realize so how abnormal, abnormal that is for sure now here's the here's the here's the crazier <laughs> part of the of the it being you know abnormal I want to say all of those relationships, if not, if I'm not mistaken, was those many years, no infidelity. So at what point, so how did you tell her, will you go with me, circle yes or no? <laughs> when did that moment happen? When did you say, will you be oh, my girlfriend? When did that moment? And was it a conversation of, hey, I'm not going to play games with you. This mm -hmm. is not... I'm going to go and date you, see what you like, and yeah. then we're going to get married. You're my wife. We're just going to go through this process. We had a lot of like hard conversations in the beginning because what we have to keep telling people, you know, is she was married. I was in a relationship. Yeah. We were friends. I, was, I would call her to talk about my relationship and where it was in that it wasn't a situation where I'm like, yo, I mean, you know, we, we, we going through this. So, you mm -mm. know, that I, it wasn't yeah. that I was, I think we were FaceTiming mm -hmm. and, um, 
because that that was that was our our mode because she's a texter and I hate texting big and big I'm a, and I'm I yeah, talk I on the phone and yeah. she does not like yeah. that so we came to the <laughs> compromise of FaceTiming. Um, but we were we were FaceTiming one day and literally it was it was it had been sitting just you know on my shoulder and I was just but I you was, wasn't living in Dallas right no you were living I was in where? L.A. you were in L.A. during yeah. this time and I was just like say it and then I'll say it because I knew. What you know? Yeah. What it, I knew what it was, and the, the reason why I feel like it had to be that way was because saying things or whatever when it comes to her, yeah, it, that's yeah. what makes it real. Yeah, you know what I mean yeah, for you her. You, you, it was already real to you. Yeah. So I think at that point it was just like, okay. And so she said, what "I love you." I said, "I love you first. and he wanted to make sure his thing has always been if you say it. It's it validates what we're doing for right. sure because he can feel whatever he wants to and you just because that's not that's not it's Didi yeah. like people don't understand like it, me coming me coming to her and saying I love you is not something foreign to her dudes say that all the time dudes say that even now in our four months oh of being married okay I know who I married a public figure okay I moved to you her city dudes, dudes every time they love you Didi <laughs> you know. Stop. So, oh, he but, the but that's but that's 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 just what it is. So you know, I said if oh you say gosh. it, it you know real. what I mean. It gets real. Soulmates are mirrors. They literally are not telling you what you want to hear. Bruce is the only man that I have ever known in my life that was not family that could actually check me and would make me feel like. He probably has a point because is. Bruce would tell me he would just be like, that way of thinking is trash. Why would you <laughs> feel like that's OK? I told him one time. That's um, good. I told him one time when we weren't, I was, you know, I had already filed and all of that. And I told him, if, it, if this is too much, feel free to date other people. And he was just like. Why would you tell me that? And I said, well, this is the thing. Because I understand that you're a man and you're away from me. This is long. We literally were long distance getting to know each other for over a year. And so I'm like, you Hold know, on, stop. Did you really mean that? I did. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, so, it, so, it wouldn't hurt, it, so it wouldn't hurt you. It would not have hurt me because I've set myself up to be able to cover me. Yeah. Even if I loved him as deeply as I did. I was going to cover me. Yeah. I was going to cover me regardless. But you've been doing that your whole life. And yeah. that's the thing. He was sent to break down all yes. of that. So whatever the chisel had to be, yeah. we were just going to have to deal with the fallout. But I was going to cover me regardless. I literally did not <laughs> allow good. myself. Look at some good stuff. I'm, trying, I'm getting teary-eyed right now because I understand the process it's, before I'm the promise. I'm telling you, and, the, and people don't talk about that type they of don't. stuff. They no. don't. When we're talking about getting out of a marriage and then somebody coming to you as pure as he yes. is. You can't still be a brick wall with somebody this pure sitting in front of you. Mm. There's I was, no way. I was I was willing. Like mm. I was. I think I think that was the thing. Not not that I think that was the thing. I was willing. I was willing to wait. I was willing to say, you know what? All right. If this this is what this is, then this is what this is. There was a lot of things that went with how she would say what she would never do. You know what I mean? What do you, what, call, what do you say about yourself when you say that? I, okay, we'll see. I'm, Go ahead, I changed say it because it. you. Nah, you, you, you okay, hear. so you I say. <laughs> so I when I say it, I say that when I came to to Didi, I was basically all of her nevers. 
So it, it was sucks. And, like, and I, I don't know why that's about to make me cry, but it, it No, it's beautiful. No, this is beautiful. This is some beautiful stuff. <laughs> so this is beautiful. But that's but uh, unpack that. Uh, but oh my God. so basically what the reason the way that I say it is it is I'm younger. Yep. Um I would never date anybody younger. Yeah, I would never date anybody younger. Six seconds, you know what I'm saying? Minutes, six seconds. <laughs> definitely not you know, six years. and so it's it's that it's um you know, I'm another musician, you know what I mean? And that was definitely a thing that she was not trying to, you know, deal with again. I'm light skinned, so that was a whole, you know what I'm saying, different type of situation. So it was it, you know, it was that and then it was just certain things like I I would kind of catch myself and be like, Okay, is this another is this something else that she was you know what I mean? That yeah. she <laughs> that she did that she was let, let me ask you this, Didi. Give words to those tears. <laughs> Why I'm sorry, are you crying? I didn't mean I didn't make me cry. Um, when when he says he was, you know, my list of nevers, um, I just felt like even though he never made me feel like I was too much, he never made me feel like my life was too much. Yes. Um, I just didn't feel like somebody that was I. On paper, people could have easily said, you're too good for him because I had this experience, this experience, whatever. And in reality, Bruce has always been too good. Bruce has always been too good for me. I have the potential to destroy him if we really wanted to be honest. That's real. Because he's coming to me almost with a blank slate. He don't have any of the, he don't have the marriage under his belt and he don't have the random kids all over the place. And, you know, I'm coming in with possible debt from a previous marriage that thank God I didn't have to deal with. But he was just always too good for me. There was nothing bright about me. So, and I think that had everything to do with it had everything to do with the fact that I was carrying baggage. And pain. I was carrying deep-rooted pain and issues. And so when I met him and he told me, I would have these moments where I would be triggered by anything. And I would literally, he would, we would be in the car, and he would look over and I would be having a full meltdown silently because I wouldn't want to make it a big deal. He would say, Dee Dee, Breathe and let it go. He was like, it's me. Mm. You can you can do this it's with me. me. So when all of the stuff happened with my dad and it became public, I woke up that morning. I kind of had, I knew that this was coming because I had seen the other girls post two days before. And my mom and I had talked the previous night and she said, Dee Dee, I think that it's time for you to say you know what happened to you and I was just like I had been talking about being abused but I had never told anybody who, who it was, was. Mm-hmm. and so when my mom said well Didi, if I tell it she said will you allow me to tell it and protect you in the process the only thing that made it okay for her to tell it was because I knew that he was here and so I knew that I was going to be able to deal with it so when I woke up that day when I woke up that day and my phone had completely locked up because there were so many messages and repost and reshare Bruce told me he took my phone and he said don't respond to anything right now we just have to sit in this and that's what we did we did that I went to his house yep. 
And I stayed at his house for what, two months? Four. <laughs> what? <laughs> I wouldn't come out of the house. I wouldn't yeah. go anywhere. I wouldn't do anything because my thing was he had already, I felt like God had already prepared us for that moment because I had that conversation with him the next day after we met. Yeah. And he was like, let's pray. So when I woke up that morning and we saw all of the stuff on Facebook, Bruce was like, we're going to pray. I would not have made it through 2018 was the worst year of my absolute life because I don't think that people get, there were two sides to my dad that I did not let everybody see. There was the villain side of him that did not take responsibility for what he did to me. And then there was the side of him that was just a really cool dad. I could tell him anything, whatever. We were just cool. So not only am I having to deal with the sudden death of my relationship with him. But then I'm also having to deal with the small whatever of me going through a divorce. The divorce was completely overshadowed by this. So when people say, I felt like my life was over after my marriage ended, I didn't feel that way. No. And I've learned now that I can't make apologies for the fact that I didn't feel. Oh, no, you can't I apologize just didn't for your feel life. it. I didn't feel it. I was I was way too I was way too concerned with trying to keep my own mental stability right. And I wouldn't have been able to do that had it not been for Bruce because he was there every step of the way. Like I w I started having anxiety attacks. I had never dealt with any of that before in my life ever. So I'm putting all of this on this man who came to me with nothing and he's just like I'm built to do this mm. I've never had to do this before but because God told me that you're my wife I'm built I literally have been groomed to deal with this even though he never had to deal with it before yeah I didn't post a couple picture of us until August 2019. And then the next picture y'all saw of him was us getting married. Yeah, so people like, I got married fast. He's like, boy, you understand? <laughs> no. This is the process. We've been, this we've been planning a long this. time ago. We, we were so solid and we are so solid. Bruce and I have discussions mm -hmm. where sometimes I will get too hype. And even my too hype with him is nowhere near what people have seen it be. Because Bruce, as laid back and as cool and you know whatever there is <laughs> there is a dark skinned man on the inside that light skinned man baby because you know how it is in culture light skinned men just have traditionally been the ones that would just be like eh whatever I'm, you know I'm too pretty for I'm this. too pretty I'm light skinned I ain't got to raise my voice I don't have to raise my voice and he won't Bruce will literally sit there and tell me he'll be like Didi that's not how we communicate with each other. When I say I love it when people can do that, because that's opposite of me, and I'm trying to be like that. Like my best friend Kenny Latimer is like like that, and I was like, I want to be like you. I invited I invited Didi to a birthday party that I had. I had a birthday dinner, and I was like, if you just want to just get out the house, just just yeah. come to the restaurant. We just 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 yeah. let us love on you. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. got it. I said, let me Sorry. just love on you. Just come to the yeah. party. Just you ain't, ain't got to worry about. It. We'll pay for everything. Just just get away. Uh, yeah. you know, she said, I'm just gonna stay in this house. Yeah, yeah she I, I was. At, I was couldn't. at his house. And that was another thing. There were a lot of things about me in that marriage that was not right. I was not, I will be the first one to admit that I was not a wife, period, to him. I take responsibility for the fact that he may be damaged from 
something that I did or mm-hmm. something that I said. I have I have not always been the woman that would uplift my man. I have a way with words that will literally Cut, break I'll, you I'll down break to your down. ankles. Yeah. And I did it constantly with him. So if what I said drove him out, if what I said made him feel like there was a vacation with somebody else, I take responsibility That's for that. Good. But that is those that that I did then is what makes me appreciate him so much more because Bruce is unlike any other man that I've met. Let me tell you something. What's so beautiful about uh, what's happening in y'all's uh, relationship, y'all marriage. Not only are you providing healing for her, her daughters are watching. Yeah. Didi, when I tell you I'm so proud of your strength, you, you're, you. you're the epitome of what an overcomer is. And brother, I got to shake your hand. <laughs> because let me tell you something. I got to shake your hand because you are showing men how to level up and be a man. And I'm telling you, hats off to you, brother. And I'm telling you, I'm proud of you and I honor you as the man of God that you are. When I looked up what the word husband meant, it, it came out to be... It goes through the etymology of all this, but it says householder. And a householder is someone that can hold that house together. And as a husband, that's what we've been called to do. That's what we've been qualified to do. Most women who have a problem submitting to men is because they're not worth being submitted to. Oh, for sure. That part. It's definitely. And when she said, what what, what you want? Whatever you like. Whatever you like. (laughs) I've been told to please you, whatever you like coming to America on you so yeah. that's that's what it was and yeah. that's what we have to understand as men that's what we have to understand as women that's what that's as husbands and wives yeah. is that it's not a competition no not at you all know, it's like we are brought together to bring out the best out of each other yeah. and so I just want to commend y'all on y'all's excellent love journey Thank I can't you. wait to hear more about it I'm gonna have y'all come back and hear what happens after <laughs> year oh, one two or whatever so much man it's, it's so, so much. much and this journey is so beautiful and uh, listen I just I'm just proud of y'all and I thank y'all so much for taking time out with me for the Dear Future Wifey podcast. I honor y'all and I speak blessings over y'all marriage. Thank, Thank you. you. Let's give it up for the Elliots. Hey. <laughs> Dear Future Wifey, I'm imagining us as newlyweds. The wedding is over and we've settled into married life. We are truly the answered prayer for each other. Finishing each other's sentences is the norm. Anticipating the needs of each other is our self-imposed gratifying quest. We battle with who can love the other the greatest. We compete with who can make amends the fastest, never allowing the sun to go down on our anger. We relish in God's sovereignty to be fittingly and so perfectly align us together to fulfill his purpose. We're humbled by the comprehension that we are the personification of God's love. God loved us so much that he blessed us with each other. Inscribed upon our hearts is 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 5. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. God is love. And love is you. I love you. I love your future hubby. Thank you for listening to the Dear Future Wifey podcast. Remember, be lit, live intentionally and transparently, and don't stop loving. Make sure to subscribe to our Dear Future Wifey YouTube channel. 
We're available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. We welcome your support. Simply share our podcast with your friends and family.